Hello and welcome to Coexisting. It's 2020 and due to the coronavirus making its way across the world, we find our towns and cities in lockdown in an effort to slow the pandemic. I'm Lara Lightbody, the producer of this show. Apart from the COVID headlines filling our screens, I was curious to hear how people were living day to day. So I asked the same eight questions to people in different countries to get a glimpse of their lives during their version of Shelter at Home. The questions I ask cover life right now as that person is living it. What day of shelter are you on? What are the rules in place? What is it like in the streets where you live? What practical advice has helped you at this time? What is your most memorable moment? And what would you say to someone who is feeling low today? It's part information, part human story archive, but mainly trying to get an uplifting bent on this insane situation we find ourselves in, and at the same time preserving these memories in audio. Memories that will, in a few short months, be forgotten. So, plug in those headphones or that speaker, grab a cup of tea or a glass of the good stuff and take a seat. This is Coexisting. Hello, I'm Helen. I live in Liverpool. I moved from Spain 11 years ago. I was only supposed to be here for six months, but I've actually been here for 11 years. I'm originally Scottish. I'm from Glasgow. I'm very happy to be in Liverpool. It's one of my favourite places. I'm now in day 59, sheltering, and I'm sheltering alone. Sadly, I lost my husband five years ago, so I'm on my own here. Before coronavirus, I was a counsellor and I ran courses on creativity. And I'm still doing a lot of counselling. In fact, my counselling has increased when I do on the telephone, which is quite a new experience for me because I've always liked to have a one-on-one. But I am managing to continue to do my counselling and, in fact, it's increased. So I'm now having the experience of counselling people that I've never actually met face-to-face. So it's a bit of a learning curve for me as well as for my clients. I find it's much harder. I feel much more exhausted afterwards and I have to space out my clients. I did anyway because I'm getting older, obviously, and I didn't have as many clients as I did when I was young. But I've noticed that I feel quite exhausted afterwards and it's much more focused just listening, there's no visuals, no body language. So you're really, really concentrating hard. While I'm doing it, I feel great. I feel energized, I'm focused. But when it's over, I just feel myself going whoosh, much more tired. Where I live in Liverpool, it's very, very quiet. I don't go out very much because I'm over 70. So most people go for my shopping, but I go out every day and have a beautiful walk in the park. But what I'm seeing right outside my window, I live in quite a busy road and it's gone very quiet. It's very unusual. I can actually hear children's voices when they cross the road to go to the park with their parents. When I do go to the park, it's totally beautiful. I hear birds singing, which I've never heard before, at least not consciously aware of it. It's much, much louder and much more beautiful. And I find that very calming. Now, one night I went on my walk. I felt like a city walk. 
And until Wednesday, we were only allowed out once a day. So I decided to wait till 10 o'clock. There was going to be a pink moon for the first time. I thought, I'd like to see this pink moon. So I walked all the way up what is normally a very, very busy road. Not one car. I just couldn't believe it. Now, that road is usually super busy with traffic and all the shops are opened and there's people around. It was very strange. And I did manage to get a lovely view of the pink moon, I have to say. And a few people have said to me, were you not frightened? And I thought, well, there was absolutely nothing to be frightened of. There was nobody there, absolutely nobody. And in some ways, it was quite beautiful, just very different. At the moment, it is quarter to six in the evening in Liverpool, and the sun is shining, but it's very cold. Right now, I am sitting in my lounge, and straight ahead of me, actually, is just my computer, and there's a wall behind that with lots of pictures of all my family and all of, lots of people that I love on it so that I can always look up and see them. But then if I turn to my right, there's a beautiful big bay window, and that's where I can see the traffic going up and down, which has become busier. Yesterday in this country, they announced that people can start to go back to work, those that can. And unbelievably, in one day, I can hear the noise of the traffic already, which is a little bit disappointing because I was rather enjoying less traffic. Even though I missed it, I also quite enjoyed the tranquility. It's embarrassing. I just feel embarrassed by our government. I really do. They're, they couldn't run a menage, as we used to say in Glasgow. They just couldn't run a menage. And it's embarrassing. <laughs> this is a little thing we always used to say if people were useless. A menage is some, like, let's say there was five of us and we all put in 10 shillings in the old days, 10 shillings a week into a little purse. The first week you pull out a name, Helen, I get to spend the £2.50 the first week. You get it the second week. It's as simple as that. And it's a way with people with, in small communities with not much money. You know, you could all put so much in and somebody, if someone's going to a wedding or something, they can get the money. Because it's just something that's come down the generations. My granny used to say it, my mother used to say it, and now I say it, you know. My mother was in the menage. Uh, when we were young. It was for treats rather than anything else. We got a nice new dress or some hair ribbons or something. So that's the story. Recently, I started to bake cakes on a Thursday and sell them on a Friday just because it's something I enjoy doing. But of course, flour in this part of the world is impossible to get. Very difficult. But one day when I was baking, the woman that did my delivery from the supermarket brought the shopping into the house and said, oh, it's a lovely smell in here. What are you doing? And I said, I'm actually baking cakes, explained what I was doing. And after that, she actually bought a few cakes from me, which was lovely. Anyway, two weeks after COVID started, she contacted me and said, I know how much you love baking and there's not much in the shops for bakers. Do you need anything? I said, well, I would love some flour and castor sugar if you can possibly get them for me. And she said, leave it with me. She ended up coming round about a week later with nine pounds of flour and two kilos of castor sugar. And every now and then she texts me to ask me, am I okay? And do I need anything? She says, because these drivers have been told to watch out for people who are, 
I say elderly, I don't like to think of myself as elderly, but I am over 70. So she just said she's keeping an eye on me. And I found that very touching. We have a site here in Liverpool, a website called Next Door. And it's just for local people. So you can say, you know, I'm selling a washing machine or does anybody know a good plumber or whatever. So I had emptied all my pots to get my garden all ready just before lockdown started so that it would be opening up for the spring. But I had no plants and no flowers. So I put a thing on Nextdoor website and just said, I know it's a big ask, but if any of you have got any flowers or plants or anything that are looking for a good home, I've got a good home. And I swear, regularly, someone pops up at my window. So I open my window. Some days I've got a seat out there with an umbrella. So anyone passing by can sit and have a little chat with me. So people just come past with little plants that they've had in their greenhouses and so on. So my garden is starting to be quite colourful now. I always think life is not worth living if you can't have flowers. So that's the kind of thing that I feel so touched by. I really do. I haven't seen any of my children for a long time since lockdown. But the one that lives locally, he was going to drop me off something that I needed. And it was so wonderful because he stood at the window and I had to contain myself not to hug him because I'm a very touchy-feely person. I want to hug everyone. That he stood distance at the window, uh, washed down a flask, all wiped down and left it on the window ledge. There was a flask with coffee and wipes. So he had his coffee out there and I had a coffee in here and it was totally wonderful. These small things are so exciting now. That's what I find amazing. Things that we took for granted. Yeah. Don't compare yourself with other people. At the beginning, my friends were all saying, oh yeah, I'm learning another language and um, you know, I've got this walking machine and I'm walking 10 miles a day on it. And, and it made me feel I should be doing this. And then I realized, no, do you know what? I don't want to be doing all that. I want to find my journey through this experience. So I would just say to people, don't compare yourself with other people. Do what feels right for you. You don't have to be massively productive. In the first week, I had a 12-hour, a piece of paper with 12 hours. And this is what I'll do in the first hour. This is what I'll do in the second hour. Driving myself completely crazy. And then I threw it all away and thought, let's just have days and see where they go. I don't feel lonely for people, but I've noticed that over this time, I miss my husband more. I feel lonely for him. He's on my mind quite a lot. And I often think, well, I wonder what we'd be doing together. John would have been wonderful in this situation because he was great in any situation, any challenge that life threw him. So I feel a bit more lonely for him. And I had a bit of a meltdown halfway through this. And I just wanted him to come back. But I think that's part of the grieving process. I haven't said to you, but I live in a, a house in Liverpool where there's another three apartments. And honestly, we've become a family. I distance myself from them. They're all young. Two of them are key workers. So they go into hospitals. The cops in the top flat have recently got a kitten. So I get to play with the kitten. And the other couple straight above me have got a seven-week-old puppy. So that's my physical contact at the moment. I get to hug the puppy called Arlo and I get to hug Vinnie the kitten. 
people don't realize, I think, how hard it is if you are a touchy-feely person because hugs, you can't do this for yourself. One of the things I've discovered is this is an exhausting time, which surprised me. Doing nothing is very tiring. To suddenly just switch from, I had a busy life. I was out a lot, went to theater, cinema, met friends for lunch and dinner, a very busy person. And to stop and do nothing, is, I was so surprised how shattered I felt. I just felt, oh God, I did all these lists of the things I was going to do every hour and I was too tired to look at them. There's a saying in our family, my grandfather always said, if we were desperately wanted something when we were children, like birthdays or Christmas, and my grandfather always used to say, the day will come, hen, which is a very Scottish expression. The hen is like an endearment. The day will come, hen. And I would say that to you, the day will come when we're all out and we're able to hug each other and we can be together and celebrate being families and seeing friends. The day will come. Thank you for listening to Coexisting. It's Lara Lightbody, the producer of the show. If you've enjoyed this episode and would like to hear the story unfold, here is where I need your help. Hit the subscribe button so Coexisting comes up automatically in your feed. Secondly, write a review and rate with stars, especially if you listen on Apple Podcasts. And if there's anyone out there that you think would make a great guest, just get in touch. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn as Coexisting Podcast. That way, that many more people will find us.